previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. It takes four days to reach the hut, but those four days are relatively uneventful, which after the second day begins to have you all a bit of unease because you're so used to constantly hitting something somewhere, a surprise, an enemy, uh, something that needs to be solved. And the fact that it doesn't happen for four solid days is just weird at this point. You find yourselves jumping at every small sound or odd sight that you see. But finally you reach it. You approach a snowy windset field where the hut sits. It has been 11 days since you arrived in Ioberia. Wow. Wow. And now it's finally time to leave. You wish Ardesia a farewell and head into the hut. Ardesia watches as the hut begins to spin around rapidly. She covers her eyes to protect from the snow flying around. And in a wink, the hut is gone. Erdija whispers out a prayer of good journey and heads back to the forest. Hola, my little gancitos. I don't know about you, but that last episode got me right in the feels. But as Buwan would say, when one book closes, another story begins. Ooh, too soon? Ah, well, this next story starts off book numero cuatro. That's right, folks, book four. And as always, I have some goodies for you before I kick off the episode. Me and the other Fantastic Worlds peeps will hopefully see you at PaizoCon online. PaizoCon runs May 28th through May 31st. Us cool cats will have a stage and virtual booth channel. I know y'all are looking forward to a live show during the con. We're still hammering out all the details of that schedule, so stay tuned. We'll announce it as soon as it's finalized. In the meantime, enjoy episode 102. Duo of Souls. Welcome to the halfway point of Reign of Winter, everybody. Oh, God, we're only halfway. It's been a journey, uh, but I'm kind of curious. What do you, do you consider the high point and the low point uh, for your characters or even you as players on this adventure uh, now that we've finished three whole books of this quest? Well, let me think about the low point. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, did something bad my happen recently? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> uh, all the traumas know. coming back again yeah i think Lovely. uh you know, as i recall and it's fuzzy i think last episode was a real real low point pretty much the mm-hmm. definitive low point yep we had a different <laughs> definitive low point before that and this one just like kind of blew it out of the water it, it, this one was lower <laughs> lower yep yeah well i'm so glad i was able to lower the bar for everyone <laughs> That's what you're here for. (laughs) Really sink it down into the ground. Just means there's a new low to be found. Oh, Oh, jeez. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. I think we all agree that, yeah, last episode might have been a low point. Uh, What about high points for characters and or you as players, would you say? Hmm. None? Okay, we'll just move on. Yeah, this has just been a soundly terrible experience all around. And... Well... 
Goodbye. For Andromeda, even though this was overall, it, it, it turned out to be a nice moment when uh, Buon hugged her soul. Oh, that was a good one. I was going to say that for my has, high point. <laughs> yeah, has such a bittersweet <laughs> now, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Jess, you stole my high point because I was like, I think that was the point where I felt that Buon was really interconnected with everybody in the group finally. Yeah. Yeah. Really put the seal of approval of just in it. That was an amazing scene. That's still that that episode ranks like easily in my top five out of the hundred and one oh, episodes sure. we've done so far. That was absolutely <laughs> magical. <laughs> and that episode God. scared me too, because I was worried that I was really hoping Boo <laughs> was gonna roll bad on that one. Oh, we know you no. were. We know you oh. were. Mm, look at that. He was aiming for you. Ever. It's okay. You got Boo on in the end, Dustin. It's like the Deathly Hollows. <laughs> you, you skated by the first time, and man, Dustin was persistent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Gotcha. My goal was to he kill gotcha. Boo on from the very beginning. <laughs> no. No, I, I think I've stated this before, but I am fans of all, my char- all the characters in this game. But it does mm. not mean that I will not... If they if something happens to them, it happens to them. It's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull back just for for the sake of pulling back. Yes. So uh, you yeah. said. Honestly, please <laughs> die. Kill you characters. die. I think it just makes <laughs> narratively. It's just makes things so much more complex and interesting mm-hmm. to have to force us to deal with things. Really That's raises why the I stakes. At peace with Buon dying. Even though yeah. it was terrible in every single way. Mm-hmm. You were much quicker to accept just, it. I think I was just in in the zone of grief in general. So mm-hmm. it was just one more thing yeah. to tack onto it. Yeah. That sounds like a great spell, by the way. Zone of grief. It's <laughs> a horrible spell. Everybody's does, crying that does not, <laughs> that does not sound. That sounds like a cool spell to cast on enemies. That's um, what I was talking about. Enemy, uh, yeah. I wouldn't want... <laughs> Or a group of children. You're all annoying me. Zone of grief. Oh, my God. Oh, I wish I could cast that on the neighbor kids. I hope. Are they listeners? They're the only listeners that'd be like, hey, you guys, keep listening to the show, but I don't like you. Everybody else, I, of course, I'd love, love to death. But if the neighbor kids are listeners, I, no, I'm not even going to hide it. I don't, like I don't even care if I offend the neighbor kids. I don't care. They're like, I'm not going to want... They're, they're going to still listen. They'll, they'll still be entertained and love our shenanigans. They'll just know that I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Which they should know already. If I'm doing my, my job as an old man neighbor. Get off my lawn! So what about you, Abraxas? Out of 100 episodes, do you think there's a high point for Abraxas? Something he's very... You or you really enjoyed? Your development with Abraxas or your the relationships you built with with any of the characters oh gosh there's so many when you first asked i had two gut reactions and they were both food oriented <laughs> so the first one was the very iconic because i just i just saw it cinematically and it had that tone of comedy it could have been a sitcom but it was you know getting hit with the human bane bolt which again, he's a humanoid, he's a shapeshifter, but human things that are designed to hurt humans still hurt him. And, you know, he had to drop his delicious torta and just the iconic, <laughs> mi torta! Yes. I just saw it slow motion 
falling to the ground. And I know I put myself into that character. Oh my God. I would have been what just a defining moment. Mm-hmm. Devastated. You defined the, <laughs> the whole party. So much for this, this group <laughs> in that moment. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I believe that was my first GM granted rage power. So it's I had to do a <laughs> adjustment in Hero Lab that gives me the ability to rage as uh, the rage mechanic. So that was pretty cool. Uh, to uh, that's when we became sandwich buddies. Sandwich buddies, my sandwich. <laughs> the other food related one was and, and there's tons of high point ones i mean I, it, it's a huge list and uh there are there's a lot with characters for sure but the food one was the other one where abraxas came into his own using food as his love language to feed the group you know mm-hmm. when things were down it was a very emotional episode and as um part of his you know old pack uh He'd be fed. He'd go out hunting. He was responsible for feeding himself. Or as part of the family, they would, you know, chow down on a freaking bison all at the same time, tearing into it. But uh, this was his time to be, you know, in the kitchen, refilling everybody's bowls and just feeding and kind of giving that comfort he gets from food and sharing that element with, with you know, his new pack. So... I liked I, I like that I, again many others but those two food ones for me are my <laughs> Abraxas food uh, key key moments in Abraxas's uh, timeline and and that was actually when you got your second GM awarded item because you got uh, uh, Betty oh Betty spoon. yeah that that spoon's getting it's it's getting used all the time. <laughs> That bo- that spoon has actually saved lives. Oh yeah. Oh man. It's it's pretty beefy. That thing is the artifact level. What about there you there, Abby Pippa? I feel like Pippa and I would disagree about what the high points were. <laughs> <laughs> for for Pippa certainly it would also be um moments that she's shared with other members of the party. Uh, in particular, her relationship with the Braxis is just all over an absolute high point of discovering this just fastidious friend that she's uh, made in him. And I think being able to actually help Andromeda, being actually part of helping Andromeda, would absolutely be a high point for her as well. That of just that there is some tangible good and some tangible help that she can offer someone in this messed up situation. So so that episode would also be a high point for Pippa. High points for Abby as stuff that I've just really been in I've just really enjoyed is fighting that dragon. That was cool oh, as hell. So cool. Uh the heist cool as hell. Uh, when Dustin uh, first sucked Pippa into the sort of misty mirror place inside of her comb, that was cool as hell. Pippa hated two of those things. The heist, actually the heist is also probably a point where Pippa and I would agree on what a high point of this story has been because I think she really enjoyed getting to flex those con artist muscles again and do what she'd do best for once. 
I always think of Pippa's room as her velvet room, and she's like, <gasps> yeah. so yes. Oh, yes, yes, nice. Welcome. <laughs> to velvet room. <laughs> she would be a phantom thief, you know. Look at this; it's perfect. It is. It works, and it, it's kind of a velvet room now. It wasn't. It wasn't originally. It was a scary, misty room full of mirrors. <laughs> and yeah. demons in the mirrors and stuff, which I think is dope. But Pippa didn't you care. You even it. kind of have your own persona in Andromeda. I mean, yeah. not Andromeda, Argent. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's another high point. Definitely a high point for Abby is finding <laughs> a cat with my character's face. <laughs> who consumes itself to regenerate if it dies like that is so cool oh god so creepy but cool yes i i have to say that it's one of the most unique items i think in all of the all the paizo universe of magical items yes i love that thing so much it's just so fun and creepy and it's kind of useless in many ways but kind (laughs) of useful the only (laughs) thing she's good for is cannon fodder yep basically like i just if i we just use her as a distraction <laughs> oh that is another high point for buon or or for logan when i chucked our argentea at the tr- giant <laughs> to take the hit for buon yes oh my god <laughs> oh my i just god. yeet the cat <laughs> you just eat the cat <laughs> and now argentea is a isn't it uh uh, emoji it's one Mm -hmm. of the emoji on Mm -hmm. on twitch right it was connor connor added that right there is oh that's a good addition connor also the points for our twitch because the twitch for some reason has this point system yet we have yet fully figured out how to conceptualize but the points are argentea points so it's kind of (laughs) funny people go i have thirty thousand argentea points that's cool (laughs) yay (laughs) argentea is definitely the mascot of fwp yes for better or for worse (laughs) for better or worse for better i think more so (laughs) it means pippa's face will be immortalized forever (laughs) which Excellent. I actually do wonder what happens if Pippa dies. Does the Migros locker then transfer to somebody else, or the next person who opens it, it will transfer onto them? Interesting. Who would wear? Whose face would that cat wear next? I wonder. I desperately want it to be a Braxis. (laughs) I was gonna say you open it up, it's Manette's face. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> if it was a Braxis, is it based off of the form they're in now? What, have they open it up yes, in their human? It would be so funny if it was a wolf. A wolf <laughs> right? Face. What if I wolf face? So it's like a cat with a wolf face. A sphinx cat with a wolf face. Or what if oh. the group just finds the next really attractive person and they're like, we're hey, just, uh, open this. We're just, can you open this hey, box open for us, this. please? <laughs> Hey, open this box. Yeah, no worries. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I want to see your face on a hairless cat. Like, I don't know. I was just throwing out ideas. That's not, I don't know. Not the best pickup line I've ever heard. If somebody, although if somebody said that to me, I can't say I wouldn't be intrigued. <laughs> right? That, is that the new Galarian pickup lines? Like, hey, you want to open up yeah. my Migris box? <laughs> I'd love to see your face on a cat. Would you open up this box? <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I've got a box for you. (laughs) (laughs) No. Because I'm not not into it, but... (laughs) How about the opposite? Something super creepy open it. That way it has Cthulhu face on a cat. (laughs) 
that'd be great. I want to see yeah, that. Yeah, but then you have a Cthulhu creature with a Migris cat, and I have a feeling that's just bad. Well, I mean, just like, like all tentacle, weird-looking thing. We can call it Argenteus Sagoth Saroth, uh, one of those names. If it was, uh, you know, I could uh, shift into an animal of any... We could give her a dinosaur face. <gasps> Dinonychus Andromeda is going to yes, open these it. these are such good ideas. <laughs> God forbid Pippa ever die. That's not allowed to yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I, I'm not advocating for it, but just in case that's what happens, I, I definitely like the dinosaur plans. face on the cat idea. I'm, I want, I'm going with that. <laughs> I Soft love that blow. that's kind of been the biggest unwritten rule of this group over the series is Pippa can't die. <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody sacrifices their life for Pippa every All damn time. time she comes into danger. Like, she's a squish, squishy sorcerer and not even just a sorcerer because that would be one thing she is also multi-classed which is even worse <laughs> <laughs> slash really useful sometimes it's the no, i i don't mean i mean that you're very vulnerable yeah no you're cannon. you are correct you are correct but you it's are just a glass <laughs> cannon. You are our glass. I cannon. am the glass cannon. Mm-hmm. But I mean that rogue. Those, those two levels of rogue I took saved my life in the last battle. Like the mm-hmm. fa- the fact that I had evasion. Yes. is for sure probably the reason I didn't get trampled to death. I it's would say also combo. the Upsunda. Uh, if you hadn't, you almost Pippa had came into danger there because I rolled like a one or a two, really low, and then scored a crit on you on that parting blow. Uh, that almost got you there, mm-hmm. uh, and that is one of the big scary things. Is once you get past book three, the difficulty of boss fights or not even boss fights just random monster encounters has escalated pretty quickly you will you the potential of getting wiped out by one hit is so much higher than uh previously so it's gonna it's gonna introduce another set of strategies that you guys are gonna have to that you all are gonna have to develop much more creatures have true sight so all of a sudden invisibility gets weakened but you know they're gonna have counters to some things you've developed early on so it's gonna be fun to see because you all are master strategists uh that's been one of my most uh interesting challenges in playing this game is you all are so good at strategy that it playing one per being one person playing multiple enemies sometimes it's hard to strategize to the level you guys are able to do as a group mm-hmm. uh so uh it's going to be interesting to see what strategies you develop for upcoming battles yeah the everyone took a level in paladin and everyone has uh heroes defiance now so don't worry Sweet. about it <laughs> actually abraxas some often feels quite optimized i will say mm. Uh, I, optimized and multi-classed. Uh, <laughs> it's been nice going with story choices and not if I'm a player in a game where I'm like, I'm going to take this feat and this feat and this feat. I almost took toughness because I'm like, I need I need flipping hit points. This will get me, you know, closer to 100. <laughs> but then I remember in other characters, it's like, you know what? Usually around this level, take toughness because I want more hit points. And yes, mechanically, that's a smart move. But it's also like... Mm-hmm. Uh, boring this is my you know 200th character with toughness and then i have die hard and then i get that's the thing is weapon- you start you make characters and you keep doing the same thing that's what i kept doing with my sorcerers like there would be some flavor stuff that would change but i was always like here are my spells that i always take <laughs> here is my uh blood 
thing what is it bloodline here's my bloodline it's the same one i had before you yeah know? <laughs> yeah when i when, when when playing with a group of people who tend to be min maxi yeah my like my first character there was always a human because you got the extra feet and then the second mm-hmm. level would always be a rogue dip because that way they would get the yep. evasion you know there's are, are something like something to that combination and here's what armor i'm buying here's the permanent spell i'm buying here's all the wands <laughs> we know what we're doing let's go uh, and and you know if you enjoy that you know all the power to you but i i think i have after 30 years of playing min maxing games it's fun to change into a more story based character <laughs> where we choose based on what our characters would choose not necessarily what's optimal for them and also influenced uh, kind of like a closing thought is also influenced by other other characters like i yeah. i specifically took Absolutely. up uh, you know, saving <laughs> shield so I can give a shield bonus to uh, folks next to me. You know, our awesome freaking teamwork feat has been, come in handy <laughs> yes. so many times. And then episode for- 95. Yeah. It just, just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> saved, uh, saved Pippa. Again. And then step up. It felt so good using that step up the first time after I took yes. the feet. Oh, yes. I'm here. Let me take a five it's step so back. Fun. Oh, you are? I'm, let me follow you, too. I learned how to do this. <laughs> here I go. Honestly, step up is an amazing, like, even from a min-max perspective, that's just a good mm-hmm. feat to have because it just totally disrupts any kind of spell casting um, really easily. But I think it's time to move on to the story, don't you all? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. I suppose... Let's spin this yarn. When we last left you, Erdija watched the hut disappear. You all are off into an adventure somewhere else in the universe. But before we go forward, we must go back a few days. It was a dark, clear night. Other than the very minor light given off by the campfire and slight chill when the last two days had been uneventful. While the trip to Atroja was mostly clear of snow, the trip back had a steady light dusting of snow. I don't even think you all probably talked that much, uh, just traveled in solemn thought. The only signs of emotion coming from any of you were the occasional frozen tears that clung to your face. Pippa, you are on watch and leaning against a rock near the campfire. The heat from the fire warms your face. You look up at the stars and you realize that this moment, they are brighter than you have probably ever seen. You keep watching them and realize that you can even make sense of some of the colors of what must be distant planets. A blue one, a green one. They shine so much brighter on this particular night. You find some relative peace in the night sky. Then you hear a noise. You begin to reach for your crossbow, but realize it is in fact a muffled sob from the direction of Andromeda's tent. So she's going to take her attention off the night sky and uh, scan the surrounding environment a little bit just to be reasonably sure that no one's going to attack her while she goes and she checks on Andromeda. I rolled a, a 10 with my perception bonus. That's a 21, but... Holy crap. That's been... You are positive there is nothing out there. Okay. The night seems quiet. She's still got her crossbow with a bolt loaded in it, and she, you know, isn't necessarily going to completely be insensible to everything else around her, but starts crossing towards Andromeda's tent, uh, 
she can't help herself. She's absolutely the mom friend of the group. So she also <laughs> walks by where Abraxas is sleeping. I imagine that Abraxas doesn't sleep in a tent. Does he sleep under the night sky? Oh, absolutely. He's curled up. Yeah, all, all flopped over, you know, like a puppo, a <laughs> little light twitch here and there. Mm-hmm. So as she passes Abraxas sleeping, uh, she notices that he left a lot of his weapon maintenance equipment just lying out and around. She knows that he usually stays up late into the night. And in fact, he stayed up late into her watch, maintaining Manette's spear and Odessa's gun. And he must have just collapsed where he was and fallen asleep because he didn't put any of it away. So as she's walking walking by, she stoppers a bottle on the oil that he'd been using to maintain the wood of Manette's spear, uh, maybe tidies up some of the rags, folds them, puts them near his pack just to kind of get them out of the way and continues on towards Andromeda's tent, kneels down next to it. Um, if you look in, you just see her... She's sitting up in her bedroll and has her face covered with both hands. And she she looks up when Pippa enters and her face is completely crumpled in on itself. And there are tears streaming down her cheeks. And she doesn't say anything for a moment. She just bites them back and takes a few moments to compose herself and, and swallow down her tears. And it's very strange, this like long protracted silence and before she finally you know takes a shaky breath and says "Hmm, you've grieved before haven't you Pippa much more often than I'd like have you no I never really have my my caretaker I I didn't really grieve him I was I was haunted by him quite literally as you know um that happens to me (laughs) and she kind of weakly laughs And I I attached all this meaning to his presence in my life. But that was less about him and more about me in the end. But this feels so... So different. Does the pain ever subside? She's been lingering near the entrance to the tent. She's not really sure how much Andromeda would even want her around because everybody's grieving process is different so she wanted to gauge yeah. whether or not Andromeda would prefer to be left alone but it does certainly doesn't seem like it so she's going to come <laughs> farther into the tent and uh, rest a hand on Andromeda's shoulder if, if Andromeda seems you know cool with it she'll, she might stroke her hair or give her a hug or, or something and Aww. Well, yes and no, in my experience, especially with a a loss this sudden, unexpected, and uh, tragic. You won't think about it every day, eventually, but no, honey, I'm sorry. It's always going to be a part of you now. That's for the best. It's how we will keep him alive in our memories and our hearts. It's so strange. Looking back, I hardly even knew him. And yet, losing him has left this hole inside of me. It it feels wrong to just keep moving forward like nothing happened. And it feels like I don't even have time to grieve. I, I just wish I could hide away somewhere 
away from this quest, away from Baba Yaga and Koch Tiktikai and and my responsibilities. Somewhere quiet without these whispers all around me. Because they've grown loud again, you know. The cacophony had subsided so much since I met you all. But now whenever... Whenever I'm alone, whatever is calling to me is calling louder than before. Does it help if someone's with you? A bit. And she smiles weakly at you. (laughs) (laughs) So Pippa will plunk herself down next to Andromeda on her on her bedroll keep an eye out on the open window of the tent set her crossbow down beside her and says well then I'll uh, I'll stay right here you can talk to me if you want or you can try to get some sleep you can help me keep watch I understand and I absolutely also wish that we could just lay this down and actually take the time that we need to process everything that's happened I too felt intensely connected to Buon in the short time that we knew him because just the nature of our quest and how we need to rely on each other out here and it feels vaguely dishonorable that we we can't actually take the time to mourn him proper but I think the best we can the best we can do is try to be here for each other and just try to get try to get through it and whatever whatever you need from me or from Abraxas we will do our best to give it to you any way that we can help Andromeda sniffles and smiles she just nods and says a quick um thank you so much really and then uh, she lays down on her side and goes back to sleep, it seems. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pippa will just sit there and just keep watch over her. You know, she knows that she can't really do anything about the the very real terrifying things that occur around Andromeda and within Andromeda. She can't do anything about that. But she can provide moral support and and solidarity and she can at least pretend to herself that she can <laughs> keep watch over Andromeda and guard her against these things even if it's not uh, as possible anymore as it was when Buon was, was there to perform this office for her but she also resolves to start spending some time working more intensely on her own spiritual understanding and on her own powers that are more of a, of a metaphysical nature and see if there's some way that she can perform a similar service for Andromeda at some point to help her with this burden. <laughs> but in the meantime, all she can do is, is sit here and watch the night sky and just be around if she needs some comfort. We wind back to the present. Just like the last time you used the hut and jumped to a new location, you all fall into a deep slumber. Abraxas, since you are usually the first one to wake, you are the first to also feel the warmth of daylight over your skin. Your ears start to twitch to the sound of chirping birds. And then you are hit with an interesting smell. You shoot up in surprise just in time to hear... 
Abraxas, it's training time. Oh, oh uh, I'm up. I'm up. Uh, a little bit of grogginess and a little fog of the dream still kind of clinging on his consciousness. Uh, but as he shifts out of wolf to man form, he blinks a little bit and... It catches up with him where he's... Wait, what? 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 And we'll look look around. I'm literally standing right over you. Minette has both of her fists (gasps) on her hips, and she is grinning like the morning sun itself. (laughs) (gasps) Yay! (gasps) I need a moment! Banish away all the sadness. <laughs> this is exactly what I needed to get over how yes. sad I was after that scene. Oh my god, this is perfect. <laughs> I I want to amend my impactful uh, episode state. No, oh my goodness, <laughs> what? This is um, our new high point. There's so much emotions going through his mind, but because of just the utter shock and unexpectedness of it all that comes out is (laughs) (laughs) she throws her head back and laughs laughs) a hand comes up really tentatively but then he's you know what the and is backpedaling a bit and with you know one hand his left hand's kind of tentatively reaching up like oh my gosh i need to touch is this real and with his right hand he's kind of reaching back to find where you know pippa is to give her a little uh, a poke so he he crouches down and does like a little light you know tap Uh, pippa Uh, Uh, this is smelling this the one time (laughs) the one time I get to sleep. No, 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 uh, no. You have to smell. I mean, look, look at this. I mean, yeah, okay. not smelling. Look. All right. All you, right. Look, look. She look, like, look, she look. sits up in bed and I imagine that she has like one of those silk sleeping <laughs> oh, <heck yeah>. mask <laughs> things. It's also got like a cooling thing. You know, you got to make sure you keep those eyes young. And awesome. she, she mm-hmm. peels it off her face and she kind of blinks blearily over Abraxas's shoulder. Does she also see Minette? <laughs> yes, she does. Yup. <laughs> Her. She's standing there laughing at both of you. <laughs> she blinks. She blinks really hard a lot. Rubs her eyes. I'm still sleeping. Andromeda and I had a conversation about grief a couple days ago. I'm clearly still processing it. And I'm gonna wake up now because I don't want to be sad okay well and she she tries she like tries to tie her mask back on Minette steps towards both of you and squats she grabs some hair on each of your heads and starts pulling it look here look I'm here (laughs) (laughs) surprise (laughs) how really how what when? Where? <laughs> what? And if he had a tail, it'd be like wagging. You know, his eyes get little little sparkle eyes. 
Yeah, Minette wraps them both in like a really powerful hug. And she's wearing this armor that you haven't seen before. It is full plate. It's pretty pretty normal, but she she's just in her full plate. So the plates kind of, you know, are hitting you in the face as she's hugging you super hard. And uh, she sits back still grinning and, uh, you know, just leans there and says, um, uh, by Kepri, there is <laughs> so much to explain about, hmm, where do I even begin? I, oh my God, I almost don't care. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you. Pippa is actually breaking down. There are tears streaming down her face like her her composure her usual armor is just it's shattered it's gone she's like still got like a fistful of Manette's (laughs) plate anything at all that she can cling to that she's just not letting go and and you do see that around the ar- or their armor there is one hole and that gemstone in her shoulder is back where where it was. Yeah, she uh, she actually the first thing she does is she actually pulls out a kerchief and uh, starts dabbing at Pippa's tears, and she's smiling. She's also getting a little bit teary herself, um, but she's just a little misty eyed and she taps the gem on her shoulder that has returned to its place and says. As you can see, uh, I am, I don't know, bedazzled again, and (laughs) I I would, first of all, I'm sure you are both dying to know, uh, Odessa is fine. Okay, well that that definitely was one of my first questions. Yeah, (laughs) I figured. Sadly for all of us, fate has fallen in such a way that I have been pulled back here to finish my role in, in future events, whatever that may be. And she has her own thread she must follow. Fate is uh, a bit of a cruel mistress that way, but she is hale, she is healthy, and uh, we will see her again. I promise you that. Just that is more than I could hope for. Gosh, I don't even know where she went. Kepri doesn't tell me nothing. Kepri tells me a quarter of what I would like to know. But he did assure me she'll be back. So I guess I have to take his word for it. And it wasn't even him who told me. Y'all didn't know about this. Did I not tell you about... Okay, we're not going to get into that right now. Um, <laughs> she's starting to get <laughs> in a in a whole, like story time mood. She's like, there's too much to tell you. She's like, hang on, okay, before you tell us your story, which I'm dying to know, but we do have one, we have an addition to our to our group that you should probably get acquainted with first. Ah. Uh. Uh, and Pippa, as you like reach over to look, look towards Andromeda, you find that there is nobody there. Maybe she went to, you know, she probably went to go get some more milk or something. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm going to go in the kitchen and... And see and see if she's out there. Mm, Pippa, 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 Pippa. Hold on. Um, she gives you kind of a look and squints and goes like e, <laughs> and then slowly tap, tap, tap on the gem. You are kidding me. 
What? Yeah, so here's the thing. Our souls are kind of connected because of your other friend, Buon. (gasps) So you know how... I'm not sure of the details. I don't really know what happened. I just know one day I was uh, in the temple. That's a whole other thing. I was in the temple. I felt a soul connection occur. Okay. And then I felt yet another soul connection occur. <laughs> okay. There was like this this duo of souls just tying themselves to me. And I thought, hmm, that's very strange. See, this is what happens. This is what happens when you don't follow the nature deities. We're pretty straightforward. <laughs> we, we're born, we eat, and then we die, and okay. then we are uh, you know, we feed the earth. I am thinking of Burton. We all have our own ways, uh, Abraxas, okay? (laughs) Okay, all right. Um, So is she okay? She is trapped in the gym now. She's not trapped. That's not quite. She's she's great. She's doing fine. (laughs) I haven't, I don't know why I can't really meet her. I guess we can't both be in there at the same time yet or something. I really don't understand. But we can't be in the same place at the same time because we're the he same tells- person. <laughs> <laughs> at least as far as I know that that maybe, maybe that will, who knows? Again, Kepri really doesn't tell me enough. This guy, this guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my uh, beautiful God, may his light forever shine down on me thank you for all your gifts amen uh listen though here's the thing (laughs) she she's in there probably with pogo that's usually who's with me i have again i haven't explained who pogo is this is all uh a lot this is all a lot let me just start at the beginning we went into the gym don't know why again kepri not telling me things um we were in the gym it was actually gosh how many days has it been out here for us, it was 11 months. It's been, uh, <laughs> it's been what, Abraxas? Roughly two weeks? Close, yeah. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, Odessa and I were in there for like a year. Uh, okay. Cool times. <laughs> we were part of this big wintry war. It's complicated i thought we were in a new place but turns out this was all kepri i don't know testing me or something maybe kaden was involved we weren't sure about that once i'm not you know what i'm gonna stop saying he doesn't tell me things you get the picture i should just inscribe that on myself he doesn't tell me things it's a new tattoo Um, (laughs) right underneath the scarab it's a new tattoo right on my face uh you can have the inscription kepri don't tell me nothing (laughs) (laughs) Kepri don't tell me nothing. (laughs) But anyways, so near the end there, we found out, heck, we've been living a year. Y'all have been living days. So that was kind of messed up. But then Pogo goes and tells me, oh, you have to go follow your fate. Well, that's not his voice. He he talks very strangely. Um... (laughs) You have to go follow your fate, yeah, yeah, You gotta go follow your fate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she has her own fate to follow. Pippa's eyebrows are in her hairline. 
(laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, uh, he's like the emissary that comes and talks to me. Y'all can't see him, apparently. He was a dude inside the gem, but I, uh, outside he's I do remember you scarab. talking to yourself at odd moments a couple weeks ago, so... Okay, that was God stuff, all right? I wasn't talking to myself. <laughs> Sometimes us, uh, you know, we're touched by divinity. That's what happens, uh-huh. okay? You would know. I mean, you... I wouldn't, right. but go on. <laughs> No, Calistria never says he, okay, anything anyways. to me, but <laughs> Well, you're not her holy servant. <laughs> That's true. In the way that I am for Kepri. <sighs> anyways, I don't know what's going on. Again, he don't tell me nothing. He he just said, uh, there's I have plans for you through Pogo, so here I am. Uh Odessa and I got to spend a few days. In a very pretty temple before I came here, but uh, inside the gem. Then he popped me right out, and I know from Pogo that your friend Andromeda is uh, safely in the gem, and that she will come out at such time that, you know, she's feeling healed. Um, I understand. I mean, as I said, I know. I know because I saw him that your friend Buon has passed on. Yeah. But I'm bewildered and, again, just stunned at the amazing things that he was able to accomplish in such a short time, that he was able to connect Andromeda with you. And I know that she certainly I think out of all of us needs the most peace right now so I hope that is the temple a peaceful place there's no winter war in the temple right she's she's fine oh no that was all Kepri's messed up idea of a test okay (laughs) the wintry landscape just completely disappeared once the uh once Pogo revealed himself and then there I was at oh gosh it was beautiful you've never been to Osirian have you no, never. I've heard it's really hot. Oh, oh, oh Dessa must have really liked the change. She did. She was very pleased. <laughs> Although we had to spend so long again in winter, she was um, less pleased about that. I imagine. <laughs> she was pretty irate about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can hear it now. But one wintry hellscape just traded for another. <laughs> Oh, but then we were in a beautiful, lush garden, and inside it was cool and dark, and there was a a beautiful reflecting pool in the courtyard we used to sit by, but (sighs) now I'm here. (laughs) I have no idea where here is, actually. Where are we? Uh, With a break in the revelry, you all take a moment to look around. Uh, Baba Yaga's hut has reconfigured once again. The once cabin-like wooden walls of the hut disappear, replaced by large windows set in delicate iron traceries that look out in all directions over a wide, gloomy garden. Thick clouds hang unnaturally low over the overgrown stands of trees, barren flower beds, and white pebble paths. The sky and distant landscape seem artificial, as part of a faded and blurry watercolor painting. A large iron cauldron sits atop a round marble top table surrounded by four white wooden chairs in the center of this circular room. 
Around the room, you see various statues, like they are attending some type of garden party. Two women stand together. One looks as if it's whispering a secret in the other's ear. A muscled man that looks more godlike than man lays draped over a stone chaise lounge while another statue feeds him grapes. Uh, one other man looks to be holding two bottles of wine with a ridiculous smile on his face. Uh, there's also a few other statues scattered around, but they all seem to be broken. One's missing a head, some are missing arms or various other appendages. And finally, you see a set of framed stained glass doors to the south that provide the only exit to this chamber. Well, Manette, that is a uh, an excellent question. Where are we indeed? Beyond just generally, this is Baba Yaga's hut. We found it. It teleports us various places and changes its shape whenever we arrive at our new destination. We just don't know where oh. that is at the moment. Cool. It is cool, I guess. It's frustrating. <laughs> She's like looking all around very uh, suspiciously. And now she has her hand on her hip where a uh, a beautiful new scimitar is. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and just at that time, Zorka comes in with oh, a basket full Zorka. of berries. Ah, oh, who in the hell? I, I brought breakfast. <laughs> Uh, Manette, Zorka, Zorka, this is, uh, this is Manette. She'll be joining us for forever, hopefully. Yep. Yes, forever. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Ah! Zorka okay. looks after the hut. Sort of a caretaker. Right. She feeds us One sometimes. Of- Got got it. Nice to meet you. <laughs> ah! She puts the berries on the table. Thank, thanks. Zorka, uh, has the hut ever taken this configuration before? This is not a configuration I am familiar with. Uh, it's very pretty. It feels very much like home. Ah! Right. Where's home? Uh, Galarian. Is that right? Yeah. By the way, uh, I don't think we're on Galarian anymore. Is there a way to tell? I'm... Ah, uh, wait. Y- you leave the hut. Rah! I'm sorry. We're not on Galarian at all. Hey. Anymore? I have a fun question. Yeah. <laughs> Is, does Zorka detect evil? Oh, nice. Does she yes. smell I evil? Do does this thing? Does I know, she it's a lot. smell evil? <laughs> does it smell evil? No. And we're back. The first thing I do. <laughs> I was like, I have to do this at least once. Come on. <laughs> Kiki she does not smell evil. Nice. <laughs> you pass. Excellent. Nobody even knows what I was I doing, know. but you passed. <laughs> <laughs> Pip was like, oh, so we're not even on Galarian? And Manette's just going, hmm. And then says, you pass. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. <laughs> Abraxas probably gets it. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we know. Well, the last configuration hinted at the centaurs uh, almost of... Uh, a preview of what place we landed on. I'm guessing somewhere verdant. 
not cold at all. His shoulders slump a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's nothing like exploring the warm climate with good company. I'm going to a big old smile. Abraxas, roll me a perception check. Perception, action. What's your action? Where is it right there? <laughs> oh, uh, 29. <laughs> Looking around while you're talking to Manette Abraxas, you notice that on the statues there are different different embedded symbols, and most of them are different various symbols. But you do notice the 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 statue on the Chase Lounge has a snowflake tattoo on his hand. The one being oh. fed grapes. The one being fed grapes. Yes. Oh, look at this! Look at this! He'll uh, dash over. He's so excited. He goes uh, his old. Uh, um, um, all fours, all fours, uh, shuffle over there. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, look at this. It's why? got the brand. Why on earth would this, <gasps> why on Galarian would this be on a statue? Uh, Pippa's going to poke the statue. As you poke it, <laughs> you notice that your snowflake tattoo glows a little bit and you see gold thread down your finger onto the statue and it goes up towards the snowflake tattoo or the snowflake symbol and fills in with gold so it's a gold snowflake and then you see a few toes start to move and then a few fingers start to move and then a head turns and looks at you whoa for those of you uh, listening to the podcast, go Google the the ecstasy of Saint Teresa, the statue, because this is what I'm basing the, oh. what's going on. So instead of the angel holding up an arrow to Saint Teresa, it's a very beautiful Irisani woman holding out some grapes, mm-hmm. and underneath. Just in full delight is this god of a man. Uh. He is standing tall, 6'6". He's broad-shouldered. If you could see his muscles, there would be muscles upon muscles, each one having its own different ab-themed name. Oh, my goodness. He is blind. (laughs) I wouldn't say blindly handsome, but he is chiseled to perfection. And it's just love drapery. He has one peck hanging out at all times, mm. just you know, f- free to the world. His hands are the size the of wind. ham hocks. He is thick in all the right places, but muscled as well. And he turns, and his hair is just caress, just falling in the right places, framed by this. Uh, battle gear head frame and he just smiles up at all of you and he actually kind of lays back more onto the chase lounge really getting into it stretching and goes and he scratches at his chest and you see that there's this um, inscription chiseled onto his body but part of it's kind of blocked out by this shiny thing that you can't quite tell because his hand's in the way and he just turns and goes what's up babes (laughs) (laughs) no And he's just turning and looking and um, he sees these grapes being just held over him and he 
he just rips him off from the statue and just says, oh, thanks. He just shoves him into his mouth and starts chomping. He sits up and he's, if you've ever seen a model trying not to model, but they're modeling oh, on geez. the beach, <laughs> uh-huh. this is what he's doing. And he's just crunching on the grapes and he's looking at the three of you, well, I guess four of you, if Zorka's still in the room. Who's he played by, Logan? Oh, yeah. Um, so you see the visage of, um, his name is Corey Wharton. He's from the MTV Challenge series. Nice. I think originally from the real world explosion or something, I, whatever. But uh, you look him up. He is, he's essentially him, but taller and more muscled and Grecian. He has this robe uh, that's open, obviously, kind of flailing uh, about him. How else are we supposed is, to appreciate all those muscles? Exactly. One side is completely black. The other side is completely white. His whole garb is just marbled. His skin is marbled. His eyes are um, pure marble as well, except for the pupils that are pure white. Like everything about him is just almost grayscale. Okay. So he looks like he's just stepped out of a, you know, a painting or a sketch, I should say. And he has these ridiculously ornate shin guards um, that are uh, blocking some gladiator sandals. He's got bracers on his forearms. He has this, he just, you know, he looks like a man. Mm. (laughs) And he's, mm -hmm. oh man, he sounds like a snack. Oh, he is, he is several meals. He has several full (laughs) meals. And then he opens his mouth. And mm-hmm. then he opens his And mouth. it's all a little ruined. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like being called babes? <laughs> Sup, babes has never yeah. been a winning pickup line with me, Nell. <laughs> <laughs> um, Manette immediately just goes like, dang, this is going to drive me nuts. I know we were in Kadira. What are your... Okay, listen, I, this is going to be kind of rude. What are you people uh. called? Oh... Uh. You see him actively thinking. There are... The gears are there, but they're moving at a very slow pace. And he's just thinking and kind of just crunching, just munching the grave, the stone grave, like... Uh, he's again just scratching at his chest, kind of absentmindedly flexing a bit as he's thinking, goes... Um, Ah, I'm an Oriad. Oh, right. Okay. I met some crystal Oriads in Kadira. Okay. Mm. Sorry. We got off on the wrong foot. I was just so stuck on that. I'm Manette. We have two (laughs) hotties who aren't necessarily (laughs) the biggest thinkers now. (laughs) I thought I was going to be the only only one. Now there's two of them. Hey, don't discount Manette. She's smarter oh, no, than no. she Manette's, pretends. Manette's smart. Manette's smart and clearly like quicker on the uptake than Bayani. But oh my God, now there's two of you that, that you're like, yeah, that's right, man. That I was that I was gonna be stuck on that anyway. Hey, <laughs> we're both muscly bros. Yes, mm. bros. A herbo and a himbo. Oh, this is absolutely. the start of a beautiful friendship. Right, <laughs> gonna get a little jealous. There are two people now absolutely towering over Pippa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
towering. Yeah, so he is six six, like I mentioned. So six, uncomfortably, six? honestly, Good unreasonably great, tall. tall. It's unnecessary how tall mm-hmm. you that is. Are. What I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be completely unnecessary how tall he is. <laughs> oh, Minette, nice. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, my name's uh, my name's Bayani Mavros. Yeah. Nice to meet oh, you cool. all. Super good to meet you too. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, oh, no. what's going on? Praxis no. is short circuited. You know, he's, um, <laughs> wasn't great, you know, grief. <laughs> then it was like, surprise. Hey, then what, what's, what's going on? He's been just silent this entire time. And he kind of snaps out of it and does Pippa would probably recognize not ov- super overtly, but probably subtle enough where he takes kind of like a defensive pose. Not like he's jumping right in front of her, but somewhere where, you know, he can intercept an attack. And it turns to Manette and does their old. He hasn't done in such a long time, but gives a little nose tap, which of course translates into, does this mofo smell <laughs> evil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she winks and she's already, you know, sitting there scanning, scanning, boom. <laughs> just silently eyeing him over is this fool evil <laughs> this fool is not evil he's chaotic good baby. hell yeah yes! <laughs> a second one yes finally Manette. someone else <laughs> so much chaos in this Manette group grins Manette grins <laughs> she says oh a good boy <laughs> actually uh, Abraxas is now the only neutral character there mm. everyone else is good yes I might have to go lawful just because just to balance out, it's like, man, there's not enough. Ba- I have to self I have to adjust uh, his uh, his philosophy just to stay true to neutral. He has to go lawful because the, <laughs> the party balances. Out of, out We're, of we skew, we skew. Chaotic. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think while all this is happening, uh, Bayani's just soaking in, just moving again. He hasn't moved in a really long time. I forgot to mention he's. He has the appearance of a 24-year-old, so he's a youngin, I think, compared to the rest of you. I think Abraxas Mm -hmm. is a little bit older. He leans back on his elbows, just on the chase lounge, and he does the man spread to the nth degree. His his thighs are on display, and he just goes, so, uh, you two, what's up? Yeah, Bionni. yeah, they're I, they're quite shell shocked. I think. Hi, hey guys, nah, that's cool. Drink it in, drink it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it's cool. I haven't felt like this in a while. I love it. Yeah. So. Manette is cackling. Manette is absolutely cackling. I just thought of something. Abraxas is in kind of sleep mode, so he's like in his freaking um, loincloth. He's, he sleeps as yeah. an animal, so he's like, yeah. oh. And he doesn't need to worry that he's like, oh, I'm not dressed. It's. <laughs> Bayani's going to mention that. Oh, love the look, bro. Very, uh, very <laughs> unnatural. Yeah, show it off, man. <laughs> I'm talking about the unnatural. Yeah, me too. Look. And he kind of like references his peck kind of hanging out. Yeah. Bayani does the peck dance, doesn't he? He can do the peck <laughs> he's dance. He's not doing the peck dance, but he's definitely framing his peck with his hands, being like, look at it! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of man meat on display. Oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, and then right on cue, it's been a while. Um, uh, Brexus hasn't eaten a lot because uh, that's kind of part of his grief. He mm-hmm. loses his appetite. So mm-hmm. his meals have been very little as late and breakfast has already been served and he hasn't eaten yet so if there's like a second of silence it's broken with a (laughs) as Braxis's stomach reminds him he hasn't eaten in a long time you know more than a five minute interval you all slept for basically the equivalent of two days yeah that's how long it took before you woke up uh, in the hut gotcha and that says oh Kepri's light get some food Abraxis yeah let's that's Abraxis Sit down. Let's have some breakfast. I mean, I I see you're already eaten. She, Pippa, is keeping her eyes fixed on Bayani's face. She is not letting herself <laughs> look at anything else. Because, like, Bayani lives at a lot of very uncomfortable intersections for, for Pippa. He is a very, very tall stone man, but, oh, he is a man. Mm, Pippa mm-hmm. Pippa's is, inner Calistria is coming out mm-hmm, a little just just a little mm. she's like I could I could if it wasn't so tall he's so fucking tall that is that is <laughs> that is way too tall but I but I also I might no no I won't anyway reduced person he has a face <laughs> stare at that she cradles the gem that has reduced person on it mm-hmm. she's exactly, just she's just kind of like exactly. yeah she's just kind of fingering her armband with the reduce with like the the change size gem on it she's like Looking at his face, like, yeah, uh, she's trying not to blush. Yeah, um, breakfast, breakfast would be good. We should all sit, except for you, obviously, you've got, you've never seen Pippa this flustered, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> hey, hey, what's your name? But you've hey. got uh, stone grapes, so good for you. What's your name? Right. Anybody going to introduce themselves? I'm a Pippa. Yeah. I'm Pippa Loxley. It's... <laughs> It's, it's nice to meet you. And she recovers some of her composure a little bit and extends a dainty hand as if extending it to be kissed. He winks at you, leans in close and fist bumps. What's up? <laughs> Manette absolutely loses her mind. She's laughing at all of you so much right now. I love that his she voice cannot. ruins what his body does. <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted. <laughs> Up. She's like, yeah, sup. There's some grub over there? Yep. I mean, I had some stone grapes, but uh, some real stuff could go could go on this tummy, you know what I mean? What about you, boy? Stone Big boy over there. Like, uh, How do those taste? I don't think I've ever eaten stone grapes. Hmm. Oh, God, uh, please introduce yourself. Oh, I got yeah, uh, What's your name, uh, man? Abraxas, uh, Abraxas Hill Runner. Uh, he does a little fist bump your way because in his mind he's like wait that's not how you're supposed to do it he's already going through his mind he's like oh I didn't do the proper introduction he, you know he'd been do he'd been practicing and he's been doing so good diplomacy wise that he just totally blew it so he's embarrassed more like oh fuck Pippa saw me fuck up a good intro I didn't do a <laughs> bow I didn't do anything like I was supposed to <laughs> Yeah. Uh, M- Manette is, ca- is still cackling and she says, since when am I the one with manners? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long two weeks. Hey, with I... all this happening, Bayani <laughs> stands up, sees the hand fist extended and he actually grabs it and does that straight bro <laughs> hug slash 
back clap yeah. two times. Two times only, though. Two times only, bro. Mm-hmm. God, you do. And, it's Gabe. Uh, it's the third time. Mm. <laughs> he tapped the third time. Um, oh, there we go. It's like, oh, three then? Okay. <clears throat> oh, it's convention. And, um, and I... I forget how tall you are, Braxton. So oh, how tall are you? 5'8". Uh, so. 5'8". Okay. Mm-hmm. So Bionni, in the embrace, kind of picks you up and lifts oh you God. so that our cheeks are side by side. And he just whispers sensually in your ear, it's nice to meet you, bro. And then he just puts you down. <laughs> and then claps you in the back. He's like, let's eat! <laughs> now it's a Braxton's time to blush because that's... Uh, Pickel's a big boy, so he. This is not his first time being uh, having his uh, been swept off his feet by a big dude, um, and he hasn't been picked Remember up in a, a long time. Lot of uh, so, um, <laughs> he's just. <laughs> uh, oh, and then here's a question for Logan. Yeah, what's he smell like? He smells like ancient masonry, hmm. but also a breath of fresh air mixed in with it. And a very spice bomb level musk. Just <laughs> dude. <laughs> and he walks over to the chairs and he takes one and he flips it around. Oh, so he shit. sits in it and he's lounging over the backside of it. And he just starts popping berries in his mouth. Just like one by one. Sometimes just like smearing the juice off of his lips. Not realizing what he's doing. Or fully realizing, you don't know. He looks at the breakfast that Zorka put together, and he shakes his head. He gets out all his kitchen accoutrement and can honor Buwan. He's going to make pancakes, right? Circle like the moon. And he has flour from a previous configuration of the hut. So he's going to put together, he'll call them moon cakeies, but they're pancakes. <laughs> so he's gonna get some, and he's gonna use Betty as the ladle to put the batter on the on the skillet, and he'll spice up some of Zorka if she had eggs. You know, he's using a little rosemary. He's, Zorka uh, brought you one peculiarly large egg. He's gonna make a he's gonna make an uber omelet, and then um, fill it up with you know mushrooms, veggies, slice it up, and then serve it kind of like a pizza. Uh, Ooh. But yeah, big old, big old omelet. Bayani looks down at the omelet <laughs> and he just looks back at you with a very serious expression on his face. And he just goes, is this egg whites only? I... Because, you know, like, I know I just woke up, so I should be, you know, full into this shit. But uh, it takes a lot to keep this sculpted. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. give you a little tip. You're going to need the yolks to stay yoked look at me and then she flexes and she's like wait i'm wearing all this armor never oh. mind <laughs> babe you don't know me and he starts like flexing a little bit he's like ah no yolks going here not- <laughs> i did not know you separate them to cook and he's just like again another like culinary you know he's <laughs> Okay, he used to not cook his food with flame before. So, wait, you can you separate them as he's eating the shells from the egg because you know what? Wait, what? <laughs> Roll me uh, a cooking there, Abraxas. Oh, uh, I got a total of twenty-eight. Uh, you all definitely get a plus one. You feel yourself invigorated with the life source that is Abraxas's cooking and omelet this bonus. Is new to you, Manette. Oh, omelet bonus, yes. 
I, I think Abraxas wasn't even close to being this good a cook when you departed. So this is a new thing for you. Oh, that's Yeah, true. that was exactly what I was going to say is Minette is absolutely like she takes the first bite and her eyes go super wide and she looks like she's going to start drooling and sort of closes her eyes and relishes the bite. And she's like, Abraxas, you, what happened? I just... It's only been two weeks, my man. How did you get this good at cooking? Well, apparently flame increases the flavor of certain foods. And then he goes through some like his recipe cards. He's like, okay, and see uh, see this one here. Um, so the spice offsets this spice. So, uh, and then he's just kind of going in with like different. <laughs> sandwich buddies are back. Um, oh, I can make a mean torta now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Please, you have to make me a torta one of these days. But, uh, Bayani, was it? Just yeah. to let you know, I see you have noticed that we all have these tattoos. Oh, shit, you do? We, I feel like we've done this before where one of us mentions it and we all just, like, show it like oh, it's yeah. a badge now. <laughs> yeah, we all lift up our arms. And then I point my fork at him and I'm like, you have one, too. That what? means some stuff's gonna happen, and that means you're gonna need, you know, don't worry about staying shredded. <laughs> this, the stuff that's gonna happen will keep you shredded. I'm certain of it. Whoa, and then she's just shoveling food. It's a, uh, it's a never-ending <laughs> workout. Who inked me? <laughs> Wait, yeah. where is my ink? He's like looking over his body. He's like lifting up parts of his like clothes to kind of look everywhere. And he finally sees on his hand. He's like, oh, dope. Cool. Wait, you don't remember getting <laughs> branded? Uh, no, I just, uh, oh, hmm, now you mention it, I don't remember much, I just... Yes, how did you, now that he's properly fed, oh. wh- when did you arrive? What's the last thing you remember? Uh, do you have a connection to Baba Yaga? Who? No, just kidding. I know who she is. <laughs> Everyone knows who Paul Yaga is. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, uh, I remember Irison. This is Irison, yeah. Um, me. Uh, well, probably not anymore. No, actually, no. It's too green. Zorka said no. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of uh, lot of gaps. Must have skipped a lot of leg days, you know? <laughs> Maybe brain days are more like it. <laughs> Abraxas will sign... I love slash hate him so, God, so much. I know, I know. It's like... It's, he's so disarming. I don't even yes. know what to do. Um, Abraxas wants to go into, like, threat suspicious mode, but then he opens his mouth and it's like... I don't... Mm. Dangerous? I don't think... So he, he just signs, like... Look, I want to be suspicious, but is there something off with this creature? Bayani. Yeah. If you don't if you don't mind, I am I'm so curious. What what does it say on the rest of the rest of the inscription on your chest? You mind moving the Oh hoy, you wanna see a little bit more. Okay. I mean yeah. a little bit, yes, absolutely. Well, you wanna live with the monster off experience, okay? <laughs> um he kind of moves it apart and says, it says uh and he kind of looks down and he goes, oh, shit, I, I, I actually don't know what it says, man. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> spits up a little breakfast. <laughs> she casts comprehend languages on herself. 
she also is signing at is signing at a Braxis and Minette like, yeah, this I don't this I don't think we need to be suspicious. He seems he seems a little too lost to be nefarious. So the inscription on his chest, uh, once you comprehend it, and it says no good written on him. It's chiseled into his body, but the no part of it is almost slashed through with this shining rainbow-ish gem streaked mm. through. So so it, you can see it says no, but it clearly says good. Like a but vein, it, a rock vein in a mine you find. Yeah, so it used to say no good. Now it's just like, good. Well, and Pippa's a good person. She firmly believes, if he doesn't remember what it says, it's absolutely like her duty to tell him. <laughs> so she relays that information right back. Well, it mostly says good, but ah. it used to say no good. It looks like the word no got scratched out. And he points at the gem vein. He's like, this part? Yeah, that part. Okay. Do you remember anything <laughs> about what the story is behind that? I mean, I just got inked. I assumed it was part of the deal, man. Right. Okay. Oh, man. This is just so many things happening right now. I, I'm so in love, guys. Is that too much? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that too much? <laughs> Manette also laughs. She throws her head back and laughs. <laughs> oh, there's this. I mean, there's daylight. There's tatted peeps. There's good food. There's a guy in a loincloth. <laughs> Fist bumped a little lady. This is some good shit, man. It was great. I suppose it's time to get dressed. Oh, no. <laughs> don't do it, bro. It's cool. Don't do it, bro. <laughs> I love the image of Abraxas naked cooking, basically. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Breakfast in a show, yeah. <laughs> Pippa was just, she's also like chuckling a little bit just because this guy is so, as Angel said, this guy is so disarming. It's really hard not to be cracking a smile right now. He's just so funny. And guileless, <laughs> just stupid hot. So Pippa, Pip, what Pippa says is like, honestly, Bayani, you are a bit of a breath of fresh air after what we've been through. He smiles and winks again at you, Pippa, and then he snaps one of his fingers, and you see this wind just swirl up around him and ruffle his hair as if he's got like his own wind God machine it, just no. going around him, and he just goes, <laughs> "Yeah, I know." <laughs> Manette again is cackling and she says Pippa we're all pretty much in a state of undress at this point you should uh take off that take off that sleeping coat girl <laughs> yeah Pippa has like a full-on Victorian ladies dressing gown on over her nightgown it is floor length the sleeves go all the way down to her wrists it's got a bit of a it's got a high collar she is the opposite of the three of you she's a, like someone Minette has to maintain a certain level of decorum around here and as we all know it's my job to be that prude for our party mm. oh that's funny considering you couldn't even uh, introduce yourself earlier all right well <laughs> she winks at I'm you <laughs> so glad you're back anyway it's we need to get ready we need to get ready we we've got to get out we've got to get out of the hut now yeah yeah we need, yeah bionni <laughs> leans down to manette and whispers very loudly oh so she's the ate you know like the big sis yeah for sure oh, okay. De- defo defo oh, okay so that that snowflake tattoo that just appeared on your on your yeah. wrist um do you know what it means no cool all right <laughs> 
poor Braxis is trying. He has to restart. He's setting out his circle. <laughs> he he's trusting, as always. Pippa Pippa's got this. So he's setting up his circle. And he's trying to meditate, and he's like. <sighs> So at this point, Manette and Pippa will know it's like, that's his, he has to start all over again breath. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Manette is going to go and try and calm you. Like she kneels next to you to pray. Breathe. Ah. Uh. <laughs> While Pippa quietly tries to explain to Bayani what the tattoo means, their their overall mission and explains that it is a gios. He is likely going to be compelled to to come with us. Whoa, wait, wait. This is a gay ass tattoo. <laughs> you know, if that's a helpful, that's if that's a helpful reframing for you to make this situation a little easier, then yes, uh-huh. it is a gay ass tattoo. Oh, All my tattoos are gay ass tattoos. <laughs> nice. This is actually a, I love this that. is a very gay ass party in the sense that we all have gay ass tattoos. Oh yeah, I love a good gay ass. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. The first step, Bionni, is we need to to break uh, out of the hut because it reconfigures every time it moves us around. And uh, do you need me to punch the glass or something? I mean you can if you want to, but I don't necessarily think that's gonna help right now. <laughs> I, I think there are doors. Yeah. We oh, can shit, we yeah. can exit through the doors. <laughs> you want to okay. I mean, you know, you do you. Uh. Oh, you're inviting me. Yeah. Oh, yeah so. Well, I mean, inviting you slash kind of telling you that you might have to, regardless of whether or not you want to. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, that sounds freaking dope because <laughs> I get the feeling I was kind of stuck here for a while. And I just looking outside looks pretty, pretty tight. I want to, like, experience the world. You know, Ate Pips? So I'm yeah. totally down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ate? <laughs> What is that? Yeah, mean? Ate. It means, it means like big sis because you're like, you know, the prude. Aw. <laughs> well, I did say it myself. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I like it. Please. D- yeah, own it. Excellent. Yeah. Maybe you should get that tattooed on you. Prude. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, you know what? And if you Manette, want, you can work up. up to no prude. <laughs> Bayani, now is it the time? But I will tell you, I have stories. I will tell them some other. They are sexy stories. I have done things. That's so cute. That is true. Oh, no. Actually, (sighs) um, for real, though. Mm -hmm. One. Okay. Actually, let's not talk about. Woo. Let's not talk about. (laughs) Pippa's salacious time working in a Calistrian temple is definitely mm. not content for this podcast. Bionni leans down. He's just like, okay, I'll take Pips. I get it. Okay. And he kind of winks again. Great. I get it. That's cool. Excellent. Well, let's... Like, we should get... He lumbers off laughing. Great. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm going to... Fine. And then she goes into the the like, the like sleeping area and like starts <laughs> dragging out like all of her armor and stuff to get ready for the day. Oh, my God. Manette puts her armor back on too as well. Uh, one thing you will love about my armor or Pippa will love when she notices is that my new armor basically cleans itself all the time. <laughs> That's great. It's pretty dope. That is a it's pretty cool. Excellent feature. 
the last time you went on this adventure of clearing out the hut to get out uh it was a little bit of a rough rough go so hopefully at least this time it's not some dark cabin feel you you feel like you're in a somewhat of a fakish garden abraxas i think you are a little frustrated because the sun does not feel real the ground does not feel real it feels very unnatural like a fake forest akin to i mean probably along the lines of the equivalent of a human seeing a plastic built forest in like some kind of setup like at disneyland or something oh yeah he's sneering at everything (laughs) you look around and you see different directions all around you these these trails go all different ways no specific way looks more interesting than the other they're all pretty much neutral in direction uh where would you all like to go bayani is breathing in the air just the biggest breath he has his hands (laughs) on his hips and he Oh, smell that fresh, beautiful air. Oh, <laughs> it's so natural, so good. Oh, man. I haven't, I haven't breathed this in I don't know how long. Oh, man. Are, are, are you all smelling this? It smells great. Um, <laughs> a breakfast starts, like, shaking his head. No, like, I was, I smell air. Yes. As he's kind <laughs> yeah, of, like, 30,000 different things are filtering through his nose. Um. Yes, I, I smell air. Uh, I don't know if I would label it natural. It seems a bit... Uh, mm. Potato, potato. Yeah, it's good. It's good to breathe, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's good the to breathe. The is like the, ulti- <laughs> the human embodiment of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> 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 so which way would you all like to go? follow my nose or um, what tickles folks fancies <laughs> tickles Abraxas let's follow your nose <laughs> given that Fall behind man I have no idea where we are what entices my nose Dustin as far as uh, something maybe something on the current where it might be just a little off it doesn't have to be super identified just something enough that's like oh that's a little bit interesting to zero in on that direction you you smell all around, and the one actual, like, realistic wood smell you pick up is if you headed north. Oh, and he's going to zero in on that. Uh, same thing he'll uh, do, his thing where he's on all fours, <laughs> sniffing the ground before he gets up again, um, and points in that direction. Ah, this away. So you all head head forward, and you were in a clearing, and now you're heading through this wooded area. Deep shadows cloak the barren soil of this dense grove of coniferous trees. A twisting, disused trail winds its way to the depths of the woods. As you head down the trail, you walk into a clearing. Pippa, you look behind you, and suddenly the trail is gone, filled with trees. Why have you trespassed here? And why do you violate my slumber? The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds what? production. We oh. hope you enjoy what? the show. Can't get enough of the FWP crew? We recommend connecting with our fantastic community. You can do so by joining the conversation on Discord and Reddit or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
You can find links to access all of those on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more of FWT? We produce two other actual plague podcasts, Far Beyond the Stars, our space opera featuring the Fly Free or Die Adventure Path, or you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Greatest Show on Earth, featuring Pathfinder's 2E Extinction Curse Adventure Path. To find out more about that podcast, join today at fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin, your Game Dad Master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. This is Angel. You could reach me at Espinoza916. This is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. This is Logan. I now play Bionni. Oh, God. <laughs> and you can find me at Mainman08. I am now officially 100% straight. Just kidding, Bionni's not. <laughs> but he channels it. Like, Get the hell off of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't belong here anymore. There's room for exactly one straight person. That's me. Uh, <laughs> and that's Dustin. <laughs> theme song was composed and played by Amy Honkinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for use of your sound effects and music. If you enjoy the show, do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Cool. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. That is a cool book cover. I like that very much. Let's go there. Andromeda, stop crying. <laughs> Shut up. We have places to we go. We have cool places to go. <laughs> Logan, you're too good at that. You're too, it's too something. I'm channeling all my straight energy into this one character. It's, 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 it's working so well. I'm having like PTSD flashbacks to going out when I was single. <laughs> you're really tapping those like they're very small reserves of uh heterosexuality within you i stitched everything Slim. together into this one character <laughs>